Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Everybody and welcome to Penguins to Go, your daily dose of Pittsburgh Penguins news and analysis. You can find us on YouTube at Inside the Penguins or anywhere you get your podcast from. The Pens are in a bye week right now, and of course, following that bye week will be the 2023 All-Star Game in which Sidney Crosby is the lone participant from the Pittsburgh Penguins. But I like the bye week. You know, I, I'm going to miss by... Thursday, probably going to miss Penguins action, going to want to watch a game, and only going to have a couple of games around the league all week. I believe there's only a handful. So we're going to be without hockey, at least in bulk format for the week, which allows me to look a little deeper into some players that we haven't really talked about much this season. Because usually what we cover is the surprises, the best of the best, the worst of the worst, what's going wrong. That's usually what comes to the top of the mind and what gets talked about on all the shows, not just Penguins to Go, not just Tip of the Iceberg podcast, but all of the great Penguins content creators out there. That's what they usually discuss, which is fair, especially in season, because there's so many things going on. There's not much time to talk about the people that are quietly performing. Because there's a player like Brian Rust. That for a long time this season, I said, you know what? He's having a down year. And he has earned that in a way. Because he's been so good for the Pittsburgh Penguins for multiple years in a row. It earned him a really nice coveted contract in the offseason. And he only has 11 goals on the season. Brian Rust is considered by most Penguins fans and by most Penguins pundits as a sniper. As a trigger man. As somebody who's going to put the puck in the back of the net and light the lamp. He hasn't done that a lot this season. Which made a lot of people, me included, look at it and say, you know what? He hasn't really scored. He's kind of disappeared at points throughout the season. Is Brian Rust having a bad year? And then you look into it. Counting stats wise, and in the generic sense of the term, good versus bad year. He's having a below average season. He had a rough month of January. 13 games played, only two goals, and seven points. But beyond that, there's really not much that's negative surrounding Brian Rust. Even in January, a bad month for him statistically. 55% of the shot attempts at 5-on-5. 52% of the expected goals for. 
and 51% of the high danger chances for. He's in the top 10 in all Penguins category in the Penguins on all of those categories. So his underlying performance is pretty good on the first line with Crosby. But like I said, his counting stats are very interesting to look at. 11 goals below the pace that we would expect of him. But he has 19 assists. So 30 points in 49 games, which puts him on pace for 18 goals. Far below what we expect from him. And 50 points. It would be the first time that Brian Rust finishes with under 20 goals since 2018-19. And think about the fact that he's played not one, but two lockout, not lockout, but shortened seasons due to the COVID-19 pandemic. We always talk about the fact that, you know what, Brian Rust, if he played full years in those two seasons, he would be on pay. He would have been a 30 goal scorer. Like, that is exactly where he would have been. But at the same time, you look at where he's at this season. He is split time with Ricard Raquel on the power play. That's, I think, one reason that you see that his goals number is down. Two power play goals on the season. That's it. You look at the past three seasons, respectively, nine, six, and eight. So yes, Brian Rust is not the trigger man on the Penguins' top power play unit anymore. At least not entirely. He has a different role this season. He's more of a playmaker this season. If he scores 50 points in 82 games, it's not necessarily bad for one of your wingers. Would you like to see more goals scored? Yes. But it's interesting because he is in such a weird situation with the Pittsburgh Penguins right now. I mentioned, no longer on the top power play unit. Only two goals on the man advantage. He's also seen an increased role on the penalty kill. And we saw that start last season when Zach Aston Reese was traded away in favor of Ricard Raquel. Of course, there are a lot of other pieces in that trade, but one of the results of that deal were that Brian Rust had an increased responsibility on the penalty kill we saw it late last season, and he's had it all year this year. That's going to affect his numbers, especially his goal-scoring numbers. Now, you look at why he's become more of a playmaker as well. On pace to still have 50 points and 32 of them being assists. That would be one of the highest marks of his career. He's been less of a trigger man, more of a facilitator on that top unit. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. 
With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. But at the same time, there's only so many goals to go around. Jay Gensel, despite being a little volatile this season, of course having that really bad stretch between December and January where he only scored actually no five-on-five goals in that time. But he's still on pace pace for 35. He's still on pace to be a really elite goal scorer this season. But not only that, Sid's been calling his own number a lot more this season. Sidney Crosby's had a phenomenal year, which puts him on pace for 40 goals this year which would end up being Sidney Crosby's third 40-goal season of his career, the third most amount of goals that he has ever scored in a season in his 18th year. So Rust, for the most part, has been playing on that line with two guys that have been their own trigger men. I mean, Jake Gensel's always been a sniper, always been the guy to score goals on there, but for the past couple of seasons, when that has been the top line, Sid has been the main facilitator. Gensel and Rust have been the goal scorers. But Sid is deciding this season that, hey, I'm going to go out there and put up 40. Somebody's going to see a reduced number because of that. And Jake Gensel hasn't. So it's going to be Brian Rust. Pair that with the fact that he's not playing on the top power play. Maybe that's why he's only on pace for 18 goals. But what's the main problem with Brian Rust? Because... Those are all well and good. That's explaining why his goal number is down. Maybe he's not shooting the puck. Oh, but that's wrong too. He has an 8.7% shooting percentage this season. That's the issue. That's the issue right there. That is the one red flag on Brian Rust. And it really isn't a red flag. It's just underperformance. Eventually, you would expect that to bounce back to the mean and more goals to start going in for Brian Rust. An 8.7 shooting percentage, just to put this in perspective, would be his first season below 10% since 2015. Eight years ago. That would be his second season in the league. He finished that year with 5.9%. And that was the first time he actually had serious playing time. Because the year prior where he had a lower shooting percentage, he only played in 14 games. That season he played in 41. So this is the coldest Brian Rust has been in his career when it comes to being able to finish on his opportunities. He's getting them, which means he's playing well. He's creating chances. He's getting in the right positions. He's playing a smart style of hockey. He's just struggling to finish. And we mentioned at the top of the show, January was a rough month. For Brian Rust. He had 34 shots on goal in 13 games, which means he was averaging around 2.6 shots per game. That's a good number if you're a top line winger. You want to get two, three, four shots per goal on goal per game. So it's not that he's shying away from shooting the puck. It's not that he's getting bad chances because his high danger chances for, like we said, is plus 50. But in January, He also has a 5.9% shooting percentage. We mentioned it already. Two goals. One of them, very good sign, that goal against the Capitals on Wednesday. 
a pure Brian Russ goal. He just sniped the goaltender, Darcy Kemper. Picked his spot on him. That's what we need more of from Brian Rust. But the fact still stands, he's having a good season. He's just doing it in different ways. He's become an integral part of the Penguins' penalty kill. He's taken a step back off of the power play. And he's facilitating more to guys like Crosby, to guys like Gensel, who are calling their own number more often than they did in the past, specifically Sidney Crosby. So is there a problem with Brian Rust? I wouldn't say so. Yes, he hasn't been able to finish on his opportunities, but that's nothing new for the Pittsburgh Penguins. They have a handful of players at any given moment that have that issue. He had a bad month in January. Let's see what he does in February, but I don't think he's playing at a level that deserves a demotion by any stance of the verb. Like we mentioned, that shooting percentage is way lower than he's ever had. Eventually, that's going to have to bounce back. It really is. Looking at the top six, he's probably, right now, the sixth best top six forward for the Pens. But that's just simply because Jake Gensel is still plodding along, kind of quietly putting together, like I said, on pace for 35 goals. Crosby and Malkin are on a different stratosphere. Can't really compare those two guys to Rust. And I feel like Raquel and Jason Zucker have also been really good this season. So even though he is the sixth best top six forward for the Penguins this season, he's having a good year. He's just doing it in different ways. I would say when he is at the top of his game, though, Brian Rust is the most well-rounded top six winger the Pittsburgh Penguins have. He just hasn't been able to encapsulate his entire game this season. The goal scoring has really taken a dip simply because he's doing so much more for this team and he's being forced to do so much more because of the lack of bottom six help. Because when the bottom six struggles, Mike Sullivan trusts Brian Rust to go out and to make up for some of their mistakes. Hence, being taken off the top power play unit and playing more time on the penalty kill. You have to allow him to shoot his way out of this funk because you have to imagine that it's not going to stay under 10% in his shooting percentage for much longer. You have very few options otherwise as well. If you want Brian Russ to score 30 goals a season, you have to take him off the penalty kill. You have to have him on the top power play. He's just not there. On pace for 18 goals, I still wouldn't be surprised if he went over 20 and pushed for 25. I think that has to be a regression back to the mean or a progression to the mean. And I think you see him score a lot more once the all-star break is concluded. You paid him and he's performed just not in the way that you would expect. That's going to do it for this episode of Penguins to go. Thank you so much for tuning in. Remember you can find us on YouTube at inside the penguins or anywhere you get your podcast from. Like I said, that's going to do it for this one. We'll see you guys tomorrow with a new episode of Penguins to Go. Have a good day, Pens fans.